0: Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Pixar in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every Pixar movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino.
1: My dentist is calling me right now because I have an appointment tomorrow. I wonder if they're going to cancel. It's one of those things where it's like you have an exam, and then the professor's like, I'm sick. I, you don't have to take the exam anymore I'm like, fuck yes, no more dent. Because you know what it really is, Tim? Let me tell you. Mm-hmm, you can sure. lie to everyone. You can't lie to your dentist. I sure. tell her every single time that I floss, and she goes, I know you don't fucking floss. I know you're not flossing, Joe. Why flossers. do you tell
2: her that you floss if you don't? Like, she can because tell.
1: she asks me, and I don't want to let her down. So I tell her, like, I, you know what I do say the night before? Truth. I floss once, and that way I'm not lying. I go, I did I floss. I just haven't flossed as much of a volume of flossing as you would like me to floss and she's like your fucking gums are just inflamed right now they're in
2: wouldn't she have more respect for you if you were just like listen i don't really floss i know i'm supposed to but i just thought i'd be honest with you
1: i know that i'm i know my dentist stopped stop asking like he's smarter than that
2: now
0: yeah he doesn't care anymore he knows yeah. the answer
2: to that question yeah.
0: <laughs> Poor uh, it's christmas so... in may <laughs> joey noel so joey i want to i want to ask you like do you do you think that nick should spend the rest of tonight learning how to do the floss dance oh yes. yeah a hundred percent the dentist asks like I can do sure you do you floss? nick yeah. just goes yes i have, I I have to do it please clear all of this stuff out of my mouth and i will show you how to floss <laughs> and of course the big dog kevin coelho how does that make you feel
3: uh i mean just gross it makes me feel gross but when i was watching this movie uh I was watching the hot tub in the backyard, and four balloons just were floating in the sky. Whoa. Just beyond my house. I got really excited and went to record it, but they were too far away. It just looked like a little like square in the background. But it was really cool. I was like, this means something, Paula. And she was like, shut up. I was like, okay. That's
0: like some 4D shit, you know, super mm-hmm. immersive. You, mm-hmm. got, you got What will Pixar think of next? It's crazy. Did Cecil start talking? Yeah. You getting close? <laughs> fucking cool. This is Pixar in Review, where each and every week we rank and review the Pixar movies. Uh, we do in Review twice a week. And Kev, are you ready to play the intro for the next interview series that we're going to start this, this week?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Roll, Roll it. it.
0: Ninja Turtles in review is happening starting this week. The cast will be all of us, including Joey Noel and Andy Cortez, uh, who is not joining us today. uh, He's not feeling well, but he has submitted his ranking and review of up. So, yeah, exactly. The snakes got to him. It's a real dangerous time. They bit uh, but him I'm very right, excited to start. They bit shoes. him right
1: on the Achilles tendon. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what's wow. funny is he actually – he's been bit by snakes so many times, ladies and gentlemen. He's actually impervious to their venom. What happened was they bit him and he jumped and hit his head. Hit his head right on the ceiling.
0: Classic he's wow. So tall. <laughs> That's a big tall person problem. Well, he, you me. know, he you know Tim,
1: Tim, you and I don't understand the baller lifestyle, the basketballers. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they can hop twice as high as we can. I don't understand them.
0: Yeah. That is crazy. A lot of people would been asking what Ninja Turtles movies we're going to be reviewing. And that list is as follows. Ninja Turtles, the 1990 movie. Ninja Turtles, The Secret of the Ooze. Ninja Turtles 3. Ninja TMNT the 2007 CG movie and then the two Michael Bay movies the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then the 20 whatever the fuck it was 16 Mm -hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mm -hmm. out of the shadows let's get hyped let's get excited those are the ones
1: ones I'm looking forward to the most by the way Uh, those are the ones I'm
0: looking forward to all of them this is about to be an adventure you know Joey Noel never seen these movies any of them Joey. No, you I
2: do know the Ninja Turtle rap because that, life. for some reason that music video was a pivotal part of early YouTube for me. Uh, but other than that, I don't know anything.
1: It's like I good watch time. the
2: cartoons and stuff like that, but none of the movies.
1: Would you believe that Vanilla Ice is prominently featured in all of these movies? All of them? No, just the yeah. one. That was good. That okay. was the if it, was, <laughs> if
3: it was, the was all of them, that would have been so cool.
1: That would have been yeah. amazing That's if he the just, he, they just cast them. him as Casey Jones <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> like he doesn't really fit it. <laughs>
0: You can watch this show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review. Remember, we do it twice a week, so you're going to want to subscribe to that. Uh, if you want to get the show ad free and watch live as we record it, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Michael G and Tom Bach did. Thank you both very, very much. Let's get right into it. Today, we are talking about up with a runtime of one hour, 36 minutes, released on May 29th, 2009. Directed by Pete Docter, once again, an American animator, film director, screenwriter, producer, voice actor, and chief creative officer at Pixar. He's best known for directing the Pixar animated movies Monsters Inc, Up, Inside Out, and Soul. So this motherfucker, he got what it takes. He gets it. Uh, He's been nominated for nine Oscars and has won three for best animated feature up inside out and soul making him the first person in history to win the category three times wow, music cool in this one, one was by michael nick jacchino and now we have looked into it we went to twitter
1: mm-hmm.
0: his twitter in his bio says my last name is pronounced joe no so Gicchino. there we go there you go. Michael Jacino, we will never get it wrong on this show ever again. Isn't that right? right? <laughs> I, didn't, I mean, I'm oh, glad Mickey you Giacchino. went to a
1: about I just went to the first YouTube video that pronounces it, mm-hmm. and we've been we've and that's never steered us wrong. <laughs> never. <to> exactly. <laughs> God, I love that so
0: much. It's but anyway, Michael Jacino did the music, and let all the
1: game. And then, me tell you, dude, the fucking theme in this is so good. The music in this is so good this movie is so sad and very depressing and the music just backs that up perfectly but he did, they did a great job with this one
2: never has, budget of a four notes just obliterated me at mm-hmm. any possible time oh,
0: any given time so any
2: time it's not fair
0: a budget of 175 million dollars a box office of 735.1 million dollars it was the sixth like highest balloons. grossing of 2009, the fi- the, the fourth highest grossing Pixar film, the 92nd highest grossing film of all time, and the 24th highest grossing animated film. So yeah, it did real well. Uh, for In terms of awards, Up won two awards at the 82nd Academy Awards, one for Best Animated Feature and for Best Original Score. So well deserved. Uh, it's the second of three animated features to have been nominated for Best Picture uh, following Beauty and the Beast and Toy Story 3, uh, but did not get that Um, It was also nominated for Best Picture, Original Screenplay, uh, and Sound Editing, which it did not win. Let's start it off. Kevin Coelho, what did you think about Up?
3: I think it should have won the sound editing. This movie sounded beautiful, you know what I mean? Everything about this movie is so good. Ah, I love this movie. The first, like, what, five minutes can go straight to hell for grabbing at my heart and squeezing it until I'm just sitting there. Like a sad little prune, you know? With all my heart juice out. Anyways, I like it a lot.
0: Joey?
2: Uh, this movie's incredible. I It's one that I don't watch a ton because it is so, like, emotionally draining in a good way. Uh, the music, the way that they, the, yeah, the first five minutes, that opening scene is, like, a masterclass in storytelling with, like, just the way that they did the scenes and the music and everything. It's incredible. Um, and this is one of two Pixar movies that like makes me cry every time I watch it. And I just, this is the one that I feel like I have the hardest time recovering from because they just sprinkle in enough throughout the movie where it's like a constant, like <sighs> emotional event, but I love it. And I, I think all of it is so, I don't know. I love it. That's all I got.
1: That. Uh, I mean right there with everyone else right this one this one is the one that of the Pixar movies that I was actually dreading watching because it makes you it hits so hard on so many like so many different levels throughout the film um having said all of that I don't like plot wise I think this is the most very very simplistic of all of the the Pixar movies and so I'm interested to see where it ranks against some of the more uh complex of the movies um especially since like again this is one of those that like I say this almost every week, but I'm like, on paper this shouldn't work. It does though. It's an old a really old man and a and a kid. And I'm like, who is the audience? And the main character is the old man. I'm like, how did you get everyone to sympathize with the character that's like not the target audience for this? It's so it's so well done and the movie's beautifully animated. But I do I do I do wonder where it's gonna hit on the list though. How how high up it'll be.
0: I hope that it is very high because to me, this is pretty much as close to a perfect movie as you can get. Uh, it's more Pixar magic. And I think that when it comes to the Pixar movies we've been watching so far, this is kind of just like, hey, we've done it all before. We're going to do it again, but kind of just the good parts. And it is mm-hmm. going to be extremely tight and extremely focused. And I really appreciate that, especially after watching Wally last week, where that kind of felt like, felt like, a short film idea that they turned into a feature length. I really like how this movie kind of does a flip of that, where the first seven minutes are a standalone short film to itself, where Mm. you kind of get a lot out of that, really a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, a lot of character themes, tones, undertones, all that stuff there. But then you get the rest of the movie that doesn't just kind of feel like they stretch the short story, but they kind of use that as like a thesis to 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 go forward and uh while i agree with nick that the, the plot is simple and i think that in terms of comedy this movie doesn't make me like laugh out loud uh throughout it it that always doesn't get consistent. you no no but what i'm saying is like <laughs> it's not necessarily as funny as a monsters. oh no yet. it's, it's like not, like not, not a yeah. comedy yeah but it doesn't need to be. Uh, I think that the the comedy works. It there's never a thing where I'm like rolling my eyes or anything. It's just consistent throughout. And at the end of the day, it does everything it's setting out to do very well, which yeah. is make you feel things, make you feel mul- a multitude of things. Because you know, looking at that beginning bit, like obviously she dies. Like that is so sad, and so scary. But even mm-hmm. dealing with the pregnancy stuff, it's like there's so much there. Yeah. And again. As we've been watching these week to week, and I'm so happy we're doing Pixar interview in particular because I never realized that there is this Pixar magic. There is a thing that is inherently Pixar throughout these movies where every single like theme and character relationship all work together to back each other uh, up to create something more than just individual dope moments. And yeah. I think that up does a great job of just like finding Nemo had that, that moment where what the dad learned and what Nemo learned, they all had to work together to do it at once to, for all the main characters to overcome their issues with up, especially when you get to the end and you have him being Russell's dad, which duh, we saw a million miles away, right? We knew that that was going to happen, but did we see him giving the grape soda pin i did oh that fucking like, guts me every single time and that and guts me every like, single time this anytime you're like i know what they're doing with this they take it that one step further mm-hmm. and i think that that is really what makes up extremely extremely special to me yeah uh andy wrote in and said pixar delivers another banger make this a 2d anime anime and it's immediately going to be a top tier ghibli movie this intro is quite possibly the most heartbreaking thing i've ever seen i love the unconventional character designs was charles a 100 to 130 years old a <laughs> big question that i had as well probably uh, and shout out to the animators who perfectly recreated a golden retriever doug is amazing and that's the thing the cast of characters again that's a, a tentpole of a pixar movie and oh man they got him in spades in this one for sure including kevin the bird
1: oh, kevin the bird the female is bird.
0: kevin the female the bird. best
1: thing ever <laughs> yeah i mean bird. i think i i think tim i think you know you really can't say enough about that special sauce that, that pixar has and especially coming off of like we we talked about the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is to me like a, a, a good movie, but the complete antithesis of what Pixar is able to do here, even in those first five minutes where they're just telling you a such a complicated and complexly emotional story. And they're just mostly just using imagery and music with it. And it's all just a masterclass of how to pull that emotion out of people and how to make them feel and just really like relate that to every aspect of your own life and i remember watching this specifically with uh, when i was in the theater as i d and i went and saw it and i just remember like holding her hand so hard when went after this first part and like just like just taking a look at my life and being like jesus god like
0: everything's you got to hold on to the things that are special to you yeah and i mean you know that's really backed up too uh with just every single moment in that intro besides the big bits like besides the death and the really sad parts but even him the the wheel of the car the tire popping right having to break the thing and then him being in the hospital break the thing it's like these that's just so real and it took two seconds to explain so much to us for us to understand that these people are living a life together and life gets (laughs) in the way of your plans of of the adventure and what you're trying to do and there's just so much great imagery in this movie that just feels believable and realistic and that is in a movie where they attach balloons to a house and make it fucking fly away yeah but somehow pixar can manage that balance because them having the adventure book and Her having that thing of just like all the adventures we're gonna do and leaving it blank. And then when he looks at it after she dies and it's not blank, I'm tearing up right now. Are you kidding me? That is so, so good. It's like movies shouldn't be that good. They shouldn't be allowed to be that perfectly great, where it's like he gets to go on this adventure that he does it, he gets the house there. But that wasn't really what it was about. There was (laughs) all this other stuff. Oh about finding the new God. it was so nice let's talk about the adventure Nick. let's get to the plot i don't have a song so joey hit it it's
2: time for the plot
0: yes that was, that was not, great
1: see, it has andy, nothing
2: to do with pixar but see, andy, yeah but you know what it had to
1: do with tim threw to you and you just came up with something <laughs> unlike andy who just he, he, he got me get the ball kevin nope i dropped it i fumbled the rock ladies and gentlemen let me take you through the emotional roller coaster that is up and of course Tim, i always pulled the quote of the movie and in this one you gotta go with squirrel which is the funniest fucking thing anyone's ever done that got me so hard the first time doug did it in the theater i was like you know what give him the academy award give it to him best story best writing best movie ever made we start with a newsreel a spotlight on adventure featuring charles munts and his ship the spirit of adventure uh, who just completed a year-long uh journey to the lost world munts has a dog too and makes them do cool shit and he says adventure is out there uh of course watching in the theaters of this newsreel is a young carl he's watching as, in awe as months reveals a new monster he found in the Paras- paradise falls but other scientists call bullshit on that. they think he made it up uh so he goes you know what i'll prove you all wrong i'm going back to paradise falls to clear my good name uh on the walk home carl uh, carl is uh, fantasizing about being charles months uh he's got a little balloon and i love all the balloon energy and how they use that throughout this whole movie it's very cool thematically um he's walking with that it says spirit of adventure as well on it and he's fantasizing about being months but his flights of fancy are interrupted by ellie who has an imagination of her own Uh, he goes in to see what she's doing and she's piloting her own spirit of adventure up there and she's got high energy and he is just completely smitten with her and completely overwhelmed by how cool she is Uh, of course when ellie spots him he lets go of his balloon which is, uh, which is cool, uh, she tells him he's in the club now and pins that grape soda bottle cap onto his chest. Uh, and then she's like, let's go up and get your balloon. I don't know where it is. And he immediately goes up there and she's like, get out there on the ledge. It's not going to be a problem. And he immediately just falls through and breaks his arm.
3: Hilarious.
0: Um, so great.
3: good. Because like, no one uh, expects that, right? like, nah, you think like, like, oh, get oh, to gonna, go get it. And it's just the way they shoot it where he's just like, whoop, and it's so comic <laughs> gone. or cartoon gone. and he's just gone and it cuts to the ambulance outside. Love it.
1: Cuts the ambience. And then, of course, though, later uh, that night, she sneaks into his room and she gives him the balloon back, right? Um, and then she shows him the adventure book. Uh, but when Ellie gets big, she says, When, when I'm going to get big, I'm going to head straight to Paradise Falls. I'm never going to move. Uh, wait. She's going to move her clubhouse And park it right next to the falls Then she's going to fill up the rest of the empty pages In her book with adventures But she doesn't uh, know how to get there Until Carl looks up at his toy blimp And she says, uh, she makes him swear She's like, cool, we'll take a blimp there That's what we're going to do We're going to make this thing float uh, And you have to swear one day that you'll, you'll go there with me You'll take me there And he crosses his heart and he swears cool. uh, Of course, before she leaves, she yells back You know, you don't talk very much I like you
0: And then bounces out the window <laughs> Is this around the scene where she takes the thing off and her hair just goes? Poof, yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Love it. That was like yeah, little was kids crazy. are fucking funny, man. And I, I, it's been a rarity to really kind of get a lot of human characters so far in in the Pixar movies, especially them kind of being the the main focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Incredibles is the only example so far. And uh, seeing them together immediately, I'm just like, I believe in you just mm-hmm. as much as I believed in any of these Pixar characters that preceded you.
1: And then, it starts. The single most, uh, I will say, romantic and beautiful and saddest five minutes of your life. And I'm going to try to get through this without tearing up or crying. Carl and Ellie get married and paint their house colors that I'm pretty sure would piss off the homeowners association.
3: The the families, when it cuts to his family and they're all sitting there bored, like, you know, being super quiet. And it cuts to her family and they're rowdy and like having fights in the crowd. And like, that's just the duality of where they come from. I love it.
1: Uh, we cut over to what Carl does for a living. He sells balloons at the zoo, uh, where Ellie works. Uh, and they look at clouds together and dream of babies. Uh, but then this is where we take a little bit of a turn for the sadness. We see Ellie, uh, they're painting the room and they're getting the, the, the baby's room ready. And then we cut to the hospital where she has had a miscarriage. Uh, so instead they start a jar to start saving money for their trip to paradise falls. But alas, life keeps getting in the way until Uh, one one day. I want to
3: mention there of this recap. Um, there is the moment after it's it's clear that, like, she's been informed that, like, she can't have kids. And she's just sitting in the, uh, like, uh, in the lawn. Yeah, o- outside. And mm-hmm. the wind is blowing through her hair. And he comes up to her. That is, I think, one of the most beautiful moments in animations that I've ever experienced. Where there's so much, so much happening in, in that scene with the, the two people. And I just want to shout out to that moment. Because it is fucking so powerful and i feel like it Mm. because of the moments that are coming very soon like it's i think it's overlooked Mm -hmm. that's all
2: no Uh, i agree i think that that's i feel like the whole thing leading up to that obviously like the scene of them in the hospital is really sad too but to see her just like looking outside and like i'm gonna start crying like all the things going on in her head and stuff like that it's just like (sighs) a lot
1: it's really beautifully done. I put I, I wrote in here that she had miscarriage. I'm sorry, but Kevin. I think you nailed that. I think she just got the news that she can't have kids, um, and that. But of course, they, then they start the tip jar. Um, but life keeps getting in the way until one day they find themselves very old, uh, and they never really got around to going to Paradise Falls, even though they put a nice mural of it above their um, their chimney. Uh, so Carl says, "You know what? We're going to do it." He goes out and he buys two plane tickets, and uh, and then gets the, gets the plans together, plans a fucking picnic. But man, they just, they could, they reach back into your gut, Kevin, and they pull it out because Ellie falls ill uh, and Carl brings her to a uh, balloon to the hospital. And then, fucking, fucking fuck. And then he brings more balloons to her funeral. And that is the Ugh. saddest fucking thing. I'm going to get together. Right, here we are. Here we are. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations Pixar. Just
4: talking Pixar, doing the about it. A Pixar. <laughs>
1: Congratulations! You should have called this movie Downer.
3: <laughs> what, yeah, a way that that, what a, what a, what a way to start! What a way to start!
1: Like this. Is, oh yeah. my god! And then he Did you anyway, see this day. in theaters? Yeah, I did. I was fucking bawling because when this happened.
2: I remember going and like they don't allude to any of that nope. stuff in, in the trailers, and I just remember being there and all of us sitting there like, what? What just happened to us? And like, how? What is? What is this movie? And not being yeah. able to function.
0: I, I remember seeing it oh. in theaters, and yeah, every fucking person was crying. And there was one like super annoying dude, as there usually is, that's like yelling and screaming, trying to be funny. And when it when the the baby thing happened, like when you watched it the first time, like it, it, it could be a lot. It, but he, he screamed out, he was like, "I thought they were gonna kill her!" Like, thank God. And it just kept going. And like seconds later, times he, he goes, "Oh hell no!" And you just hear him <laughs> crying too. And it like definitely ruined the scene. Definitely ruined it, but yeah. it didn't. It couldn't because everyone was it's already so good. crying, man. It's it was so already there. fucking good.
1: Uh, Carl wakes up. I mean, I guess some days later, we're not quite sure, and takes uh, his very slow mechanical chair downstairs. And those things always terrify me because I think there was a Tales from the Crypt or one of those. Maybe it was Gremlins where the, the Gremlins attacked the little Gremlins. person on the chair and they make it go crazy. And then they shoot her out of the, the, yeah, out of the top out of the story. Yeah. yeah from that point i've uh just been scared of him uh then he pins on his adventure club pin the grape soda pin that ellie gave him all those years ago and goes outside to check the mail and what do we see all around him well the world's moved on and there's a massive massive building development that's happening all around him and he is the one hold out and man the people who are planning this are not happy about it Uh, one of the construction workers voiced by
0: john John ratzenberger Ratzenberger. it's the ratzenberger watch
2: baby (laughs) so good to see him in here
1: Yeah, it comes over and tells him, uh, he's like, listen, my boss really wants you out of here. He'll double the price. But Carl tells his boss to go take a bath, (laughs) which I think is like the best way to tell someone to fuck themselves. Tell your boss to go take a bath. Uh, Later that day, Carl gets a knock on the door from Russell, who is a wilderness explorer in Tribe 54 Sweat Lodge 12. He offers Carl assistance. He wants to give Carl assistance Uh, doing anything. Carl, I'll give you assistance crossing the street. Hell, I'll give you assistance crossing your porch. I just got to get this pin To assist the elders. But Russell, uh, and Russell won't take no for an answer. He's like, I got one pin left until I become a senior wilderness explorer. I'm missing the assistant elderly person pin. Old man, you gotta let me help you do something. Uh, But Carl tells him, he's like, fine, I need help catching a snipe, which is essentially uh, a wild goose chase. He sends him out of his way, and he says, you gotta clap your hands and go catch this snipe. Uh, Outside, The construction worker accidentally knocks down the mailbox that he and Ellie put up when they first moved in. Uh, Carl tells him to leave it alone and tries to get out of his hands, but the guy wants to fix it and a struggle ensues. And Carl ends up getting frustrated and knocking the guy over his head with his walker and putting it on his ass. Now, I tell you this if you let an old man knock you on your ass, you just, and the cops come, they should haul you away. That's you, that's your bad. That's what you did that. Okay. You don't understand. Don't mess with the old man's, don't mess with my mailbox, what I'm saying, kids. You come mess with my mailbox i hit you with that four, and it wasn't even a normal. Walk- it was like the four, the claw walker, Kevin. It was that's like I'm serious you. It's about a this lot walker. For you. Yeah, it's much more stable. I uh, know, and course. it's just
2: like the the. It still has. It's still the same mailbox that they had that they made together. The and hand. He's just like, prints, Don't touch like, it. Like, uh,
3: I know. I, did anyone like? <laughs> I feel like everyone must have lost their shit when the like the tractor starts hitting it.
0: Oh, where yeah. it's like like it's how do we get this to stop? Stop, stop stop this please just roll the credits let it end somewhat happier no. I can't take this, this much, much, much emotional torture I I feel like this movie a, a perfect example of why we all love it so much is that of course it has that opening scene but it just keeps going keeps adding layers and layers that are more than just he, uh a man that loved his wife lost his wife it, there's more than that like having this whole thing of it being this holdout him holding on to his house and everything around it changing people like literally doing anything they can to take it from him and then having him have this moment of accidentally, uh, hurting this other man. But then it's like, okay, how, how is this old man going to be treated? Not well immediately. Pixar doesn't need to explain all that to us. It's just kind of like, we're going to have the next scene be dudes coming to, to go to, to take him away. And it's just like, but fuck.
3: Even before that, the next cut is immediately the guy that he just insulted on the phone, kinda looking and you can see. Oh, what does he do? He touches the the fence post
1: mm-hmm. and there's yeah. just
3: something about that where you're like, Oh, he
1: he got him. I got him. Like that's yeah, it. You. Like he's that's got not all we need to see. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Of course he gets a court order and is forcing him into the shady oaks retirement home and if you've seen the movie i care a lot this should terrify you
2: oh my god i was literally thinking about that as i was watching it terrifying and just context for how sad it is that they can force you to do that and like you don't really Mm -hmm. at that age like you don't necessarily have a kind kind of say if you don't have somebody around to like vouch for you or take care of you or anything like that Old really is like scary.
1: It's very scary, and hey, if you have a grandparent still living, maybe go visit them before some asshole knocks their fucking mailbox over and they put them in Shady Oaks, which is the which is the equivalent to old folks jail. Uh, Carl looks at Ellie's old adventure book, and then uh, the mural they painted of paradise falls above their mantle, and he re-ups his pledge to Ellie by crossing his heart again. The next morning, orderly show up to Shady Oaks, and they're kind of dicks uh, to come get him. But he has a surprise for them and everyone in the neighborhood. He's rigged the old place with thousands of balloons, uh, which he ignites and lifts his house high into the air. And what a, just a beautiful scene, right? That's the first thing we see is, right, it goes up into the air. And again, another another great touch for Pixar. It goes up in the air. First thing we see is a girl, like a little girl in her house, and she looks at it through the window and runs to the window and like watches it. And it's like just a great you know and then we see other when then we see adults and we see other people seeing it but we just see that wonderment from her perspective first not that that was really cool uh he goes high into the sky uh <laughs> of course he laughs as he smashes the orderly's car which is funny uh mm-hmm. and then he and his house float up uh he releases sales and charts his course to paradise fall Falls magical yeah yeah really beautifully done i also love um, just the design of the house and how all of the balloons are tied into his uh, fireplace so he can cut them when he needs to to go down and like do all that stuff, which is cool. Uh, again, this. hot air balloons, though, terrifying. Don't go in them.
3: Absurd that it's uh, being held to the fireplace. That just makes no goddamn sense. Think of the science a Pixar. Like oh, structurally. Oh, it yeah. <laughs> the fireplace? That thing it's is the just placed the in the. Fi- no, it's, it's not. The, part it's part of the, house. Of the house. I don't know, man. <laughs> and maybe Fair. it's bolted down to one of the like beams underneath the house. But like, I don't know. It's ridiculous, absurd.
0: absurd. Where would
3: you put it,
1: Kevin? If you if you had to tie a bunch of balloons to your house, where would you tie them to?
3: I mean, it'd be impossible. It'd be impossible. But yeah, the beams underneath the floor joist. The floor joists, maybe.
1: Yeah, you're going to want to bolt that into the floor Yeah, for sure. cut,
3: cut in some key points, connect it down to the pole, the floor joists. I've thought a lot about it. Maybe get some large metal anchors, you know?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. You How also many might balloons
2: have a- do you need to set off the
3: metal anchors? Oh, billions. Yeah, you're going to need millions <laughs> yeah. upon millions of balloons.
1: Yeah. Uh, of course, Carl takes a moment to relax, but... His 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 silence is broken when somebody knocks at the door. When he opens it, he finds Russell stapled to his deck. He's like, "I found the snipe and chased it under your deck, but it is shit. but the snipe had a long tail, it looked a little bit more like a mouse." And then he goes, "Let me in," and Carl goes, "No," and then just slams the door. And I was like, "That's a pro move." You know what? When you everyone when you hit eighty. Seventy-five, maybe you can just do whatever you want. You can fart. My grandma, Renali, I'll never, I'll never forget. Used to tuck me in, and then she'd just fart on her way over to my brother's room, and we thought it was the funniest thing. She would just do the <laughs> fart walk, and I was like, I'm pretty sure she knows what she's doing Kevin, and just doesn't give a fuck. Because when you're 85 years old, you fart walk, you do it. Yeah, you, you
3: can't hear it, you know, so you assume they can't hear it.
1: Yeah, blah It's not like it's a goddamn Holly Davis going down the hallway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man, she's break scene... ass for the best of them.
2: and the one at the very beginning where they meet just the way that they've like they build russell as a character of just like him reading off the paper and like being so like goal focused like i have this Mm -hmm. thing i want to do and i'm gonna do it and you are just the next person on my list to figure out if you can help me with this like he's just so earnest and i love i love also
1: like the low-key reasoning behind him wanting to get that pin right is that mm-hmm. he hopes that it yep. will be the time that oh his dad shows back up, which is super sad. <laughs> Again, is the dad off with the new family? Yes, the dad is off with Phyllis uh, uh, and the new Phyllis family. not my mom. It's like, ah. Uh, oh. oh. You're like, ah, oh. and, then, and then there's just a realization because Carl's like been around, he's like, fuck. I yeah. understand what's happening here and it's super sad. Anyway, he eventually lets uh, Russell in and Russell does what all kids do. He immediately starts touching things and fucking everything up. Uh, so he tries to then lower Russell down to the city below using bedsheets and accidentally drops him. And I was like, whoa. And then it comes back and he goes, no, it's not gonna work. He's just (laughs) just fucking hilarious. Uh, Yep. Don't try that. That's
0: not what you're gonna do. Relentless. (laughs) Yeah. Relentless uh, and just keeping our interest of just like, and we're just gonna go. They've never done that in a Pixar movie before of like a fake aside, you know, some family guy style shit.
1: Hilarious. Uh, Instead of course He goes to the fireplace Start cutting some of the balloons To let some of the air out So he can uh, land And get the kid out But a massive storm Quickly engulfs them And starts knocking Everything around Uh, Carl manages of course To save some of the things One of which is The picture of Ellie That he has on the wall He saves it right before It smashes to the ground The next morning Russell uh, wakes Carl up To tell him He's like hey man I steered the house While you took a nap And he's like you did He goes yeah I used this cool Wilderness Explorer GPS thing uh, That my dad gave me Back in the day That I can use anywhere Over South America right now He says with this baby We'll never get lost And then he immediately Immediately drops it out the window and loses it. Uh Carl cuts more balloons so they can let as uh, so they can drop down and put Russell on a bus. And Russell has a great line here where he's like, Man, that's gonna be a lot of uh <laughs> what do they call it, a lot of like other buses. I can't
3: can't. Transfers. Now, transfers.
1: Transfers like that's gonna be a lot of transfers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Uh, Of course, when they descend, they hit ground way too soon and bounce uh, out of the house. Carl grabs onto the hose, which is going to be a staple of this whole movie. And Russell grabs onto him. uh, And together, they grab the house right before it goes off the cliff. And they teeter on and they bring it back down When the fog clears. Of course, Carl sees the massive waterfall and telltale rock formation of Paradise Falls. They've made it. But Russell can't climb back up to the house. So he gets another idea. We could walk your house to the falls like a parade balloon. So off they go we're gonna walk to the falls and wait. so carl puts a carl lays out the ground rules here and i gotta be honest tim i respect this <laughs> we're gonna walk to the falls quickly and quietly with no rap music or flash dancing <laughs> we have three days at best before the helium leaks out of the balloons flash dancing is what he said i love it it's, and that's such fucking, a fucking me thing to say
0: it is no that's great i really really love the the this whole setup to this scene because uh a moment that i think that we first saw in cars was the reveal of a larger than life space and like i think we had a couple of them in cars we get the like, when we first see the waterfall but then also when we see um, radiator Springs kind of light up at night with the neon and all that stuff. It's very like, whoa, this is amazing. This is something special. Seeing Paradise Falls like through the clouds as it kind of like breaks open and we we see it. And then throughout the movie, we get kind of different variations of it. Love it. Very well done. Um. So they set off and we cut to a is mysterious this the part? creature.
2: Where he also is like, my mom loves that game, or sat back in the house. I don't remember which
3: one uh, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, but it yeah, just like, like...
2: gives you a little glimpse into, like, oh, this is how he is with everyone, and everyone in his life has had to figure out how to, like, how to manage yeah. him. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's it's uh, kids are like that, you know what I mean? They're all annoying and awful.
1: Uh... Uh, We cut over to a mysterious creature Running through the jungle Being hunted by a pack of dogs With strange collars on But the creature proves too shifty to be caught And they're chased off When a high-pitched squeal from Carl's hearing aid uh, Comes close Russell makes them stop so he can take a poop But can't remember if he's supposed to dig the hole before or after And then he was like, hey Spoilers! You're supposed to dig it before. Uh, when he's done, he spots what he thinks are snipe tracks, so he follows them to a dead end of the bush, uh, thinking that his uh, his journey's over. He takes out a takes a moment to eat a chocolate bar, which the snipe helps himself to, uh, and then he brings the snipe back to Carl. And when Carl turns around, it's not a snipe at all. It is a big old majestic bird creature uh, that is super fond of Russell and refuses to leave. So Russell names the incredibly loud, chocolate loving. Creature that that just loves being around everyone and just wants you to know that he's there, Kevin.
3: <laughs>
1: <What a> pathetic <laughs>
3: attempt to insult <laughs> me. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just directly say to your face,
1: you old uh, man. <laughs> uh,
3: it's the only
1: one. It's an obvious joke. It's an easy joke. I love it. So, uh, and it follows them around until they walk into what they think is a man, but is really a rock formation, voiced by. The greatest character in this movie. Doug the dog. Spelled D-U-G, by the way. That's how the Doug is spelled. Great. And Doug says the following. Hi hey there. Yeah?
3: D-U-G? Isn't that how it's always spelled?
1: There's Not an when o it's there a name. Usually.
3: Oh, D-U-G. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brain ate yeah. the o. No worries.
0: Doug,
1: Doug the
3: dog. <laughs> My brain ate the
0: O. No, he <laughs> is a Kevin. Yeah. We got a Kevin here. <laughs> He's up there somewhere. <laughs> Doug
1: says the following. Hi there. My name is Doug. I have just met you and I love you. My master <laughs> made me this collar. He is a good at smart master and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel. <laughs> Fuck.
3: Every, maybe <laughs> the abolished.
1: best introduction well, the to squirrel, a side character. The squirrel with the point is just.
3: Because if just you've never had you a dog. And I love God, you.
1: And I love you. It's the perfect thing. And That's what point, a dog yeah. would say.
3: Yeah.
2: Especially perfect. a golden retriever where it's just like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all no no thoughts no thoughts thoughts. that's all love all love all love <laughs> dude, I mean, the,
0: the way they animated the the three main good characters where we have like you know fred just kind of being this like the the old dude the way he's shaped the way he's like so square and rectangle all the time and like mm-hmm. just everything he does i love that he's so slow that when they animate him moving quickly It feels like character development motion feels like character development. It feels like, uh, they earn shit. And then when we get Doug and Russell, they just are both so funny looking Mm -hmm. that everything they do is enhanced by their, Mm. the visual aesthetic of the whole thing. Right. But Doug, they just nailed the, that's a dog. He's going to talk like a dog. He's going to move like a dog. Cause dogs are fucking weird.
1: (laughs) They are incredibly weird. And we love them. They're man's best friend. Doug was sent out to find a bird on a very special mission which immediately finds him and tracks him and I think they become best friends so the bird like tackles him and then they're just best friends uh Doug wants the bird to be his prisoner so he can take it back to his camp as his prisoner for his master uh there's a moment here also where Russell's like you got a funny collar on he starts playing with on his collar and it changes the languages genius I say this hey months You've developed an incredibly important tool. You could make billions off of this. Screw the bird, come back and just make a make that dollars, dog. His name um, is more What I would like, give
2: to be able to talk to dogs. Oh god.
1: Be I I, I want best. it.
3: I feel like Greg Miller brought up the like most amazing thing where he's like if a dog tried to talk to me it would be like, "Hey, you know every time I'm asking for stuff, it's cuz I want the food off the table and it's like you have to look at the dog and be like, "I know you can't have it and they're not going to understand. They're just no, they're sit gonna there be and be mad. heartbroken. And be yeah, like, wait, you knew the whole time.
2: That's gonna be. Uh, that is also going to be a fleeting thought, and then they're going to get distracted by something else. So it's yeah, you know, I know, But ball, like, dude. so
3: you're gonna get that same question over and over again for that yeah. same conversation. But then you just turn like it to a different language,
2: and then it's fine. And and then
3: then it. it's just a cute little uh, animal speaking, you know, what
1: German or Portuguese, Japanese. At, at one point, he was second Japanese, which is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I cool. uh, think
2: you can Portuguese.
1: Portuguese. You're right. Yes.
3: Portuguese. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm My it all over the place.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, Kevin's in that Kevin mood, you know. <laughs> Kevin's in the Kevin mood.
1: The other dogs, of course. Uh, we've got. We get introduced to the other dogs: Alpha, Gamma, and Beta. Uh, the, alpha, of course, collar is malfunctioning, so he has a very high pitched noise. Uh, we get another squirrel joke here, and I love it. Uh, I then they talk.
3: I could have like this. I Done felt like this voice. joke. Yeah, went on too long. For a second and then tapped it, and then, you know, it would have been fine.
1: I felt like this yeah. is squirrel joke a or the high
2: pitched voice? The high pitched voice. Thing. Oh, I love the like, high pitched oh, voice okay, with okay, a double
1: grin. <laughs> but I also love I'm, how they write Alpha.
0: Yeah, I, I love how they wrote him. I don't like them having the high pitched voice for a long time and then giving him a new voice and it being a low voice. Like, if you're going to change it, I feel like there should have been a second joke there or just commit to this is his voice. And the whole language changing on Doug, I was like, eh, it felt like a missed opportunity in terms of comedy, but that's subjective.
1: Uh, they talk crap about Doug, and it turns out Alpha sent him on a fool's errand. But when the call, when they call him, Doug tells him that he has the bird, and he's and I'm with a small mailman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kevin.
3: Oh, uh, so there is a, a a short, like a five minute short that Doug's is, adventure or whatever, Doug's special yeah, mission or whatever it is and Yeah, it's, it's them like sending him on the mission, and it, he goes. They tell and, him to watch
1: a rock. Fucking yeah, it,
3: it, he goes and he does a bunch of little fucked up things, and at the end, it ends up in in the like him walking in the, like, misty place right where they first meet him. Uh, it, it's, it's it's a fun little add-on. I like the I, You know
1: what's lists. funny, Kev? I started watching that yesterday, and I was yeah. like, I wonder if this was actually part of the script and they just chose to cut it out because you think that they could have shown that, but obviously the reveal of the dogs talking was super, like, you wanted to see the dogs right. first, so it didn't make yeah. sense. So I wonder if they rendered it all and, like, wrote it and was like, hi, hey, we can't use this, but we got a solid, like, five minutes where if we just flesh a yeah. little bit out, it hmm. could work. I feel but, like anyway, this. It's definitely this worth the watch.
3: Like I, don't, I, I just get the feeling that it was made afterwards for like some like a DVD bonus where they're like, "Hey, we have probably all like shot mm-hmm. out or not shot out, but like you know planned out
1: storyboard. It like, takes some dude yeah. like
3: two weeks to do it.
1: One guy is like, I got all the models. I'll figure out how Cinema forty works. works. Uh, let's see. It talk crap about. Excuse me. Carl uses a ball from his walker. Uh, and some of Russell's candy to uh, to get rid of what he thinks is getting rid of Doug and Kevin, respectively. And then he takes off up the hill. And but when they get there and they have a seat, <laughs> it's a great shot too, where he looks over and the camera just pans over and Doug's there, and then he looks over the other way and Kevin's there, and he's like, "Fuck, I didn't get rid of anyone."
0: This scene uh, where where he threw the things in the in the plants to get rid of them. Gia had never seen this movie before. Gia was so offended she thought that he was trying to kill Doug. With the chocolate, because dogs oh, and I was like, I was like, no, no, give it to the, the b- bird. The bird likes the chocolate. Doug, she was yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah,
1: that's hilarious. Like, come here, come here, eat a little bit more, eat a little bit more. And then Russell's like, my dog has a tummy ache, and he's like, Doug's going to the night night land. Oh, <laughs> oh my,
0: my
2: god. god, do
3: we need what more tragedy? Oh yeah, Nick, we don't need more tragedy.
1: <laughs> and also, <laughs> big birds taste good. <laughs> anyway,
0: that, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by kind of funny reactions. It's our show that we do weekly sometimes multiple times a week covering reviewing recapping reacting to the latest in movie and tv whether it's a movie trailer a new episode of star wars the bad batch which episode one and two right now we have our thoughts over there if you want any of the mcu shows falcon and winter soldier Wandavision, all that stuff it's there we were even doing some movies like the mitchells versus the machines which is out on netflix now and you can catch our thoughts on kind of funny reactions a show you can get on youtube.com slash kind of funny or podcast services search for kind of funny reactions please subscribe please leave good reviews please thumbs up five stars all the good stuff 10 out of 10 it's all good stuff that helps us a lot the algorithms and whatnot uh but kind of funny reactions is something that we want to grow and we want to, to push further and the more people watching and listening the more things we'll react to that's just kind of how it works uh we've been doing the bad batch for star wars i'm not sure if we're gonna do it weekly uh if the reaction is there we will so if that sounds like something you're into please check it out um but we're hoping to do a lot more reviews and stuff going forward so please Subscribe to that, um, or if YouTube's more your thing, youtube.com slash kind of funny. Kind of funny reactions. It's a damn good time. <laughs>
1: back to yeah. it. Of course, uh, Doug gives him back his, his now very slimy ball, um, and he's like, crap, we're stuck with these guys. Uh, it rains, so Russell tries to make Carl a tent and ends up launching it into the night sky. He confesses to Carl. He's never actually built a tent before, and Carl's like, wait, you've never been camping? And he goes, no, never outside. And he goes, why well, he asks him, why don't you just ask your dad to show you? But it turns out his dad uh, lives with a new family in Phyllis. Uh, but he promised he'd come to the ceremony to pin on his final badge. Uh, before he goes to sleep, he asks Carl to promise he won't leave Kevin because he might be in danger. Uh, Carl crosses his heart and then looks up at the old house to ask, what have I gotten myself into, Ellie? The next morning, he spots more balloons dying and Kevin uh roots through their food so he can provide for his babies that we hear calling off into the distance. But Carl sends Kevin away despite his promise, since The house has lost enough time already. Alpha and the gang catch up, but Kevin is nowhere to be seen. So Alpha takes Carl and Russell prisoner instead as Kevin hides out uh, on the roof of the house. Doug follows them dejected. When they get to the base of the falls, a massive pack of dogs surround them with Muntz, uh now very, very old, calls them off and orders them to stay. Uh, he spots their house and laughs his ass off. They're not after his bird after all. This is all just a big old misunderstanding. Carl recognizes Munz immediately from the adventure reels that he saw when he was a kid and freaks out. He says, my wife and I were your biggest fans. So Munz tells the dogs that Carl and Russell are no longer intruders, and the dogs cry out in delight, I like you temporarily. <laughs> 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 uh, they head into uh, they head in to find months as old ship the spirit of adventure still intact and very much functioning. Meanwhile, the rest of the dogs put Doug in what they call the cone of shame, and I will forever refer to this as the cone of shame. Now, uh, which is just one of those medicated cones that you put around dogs when they have to have a, a some sort of uh, operation. Two dogs try to pour them champagne and completely miss. And this is the funniest part of this whole I'm fucking like, movie. Uh, uh, Did you guys catch this part? Yeah. <laughs> like no. The dog brings out a tray and the other dog tries to pour the champagne and it just goes everywhere but the things. <laughs> no,
0: My, <laughs> my, my favorite, though, is, great. is as the scene continues, they walk through and then you see the dog with the brush in his mouth, like, cleaning the bone. And the moment they walk by, he drops it and starts licking the bone. So <laughs> <Yeah>. the bone.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, let's see. Munz is still on the hunt.
1: For the bird, the creature that ruined his reputation. He's been trying for years to capture Kevin, but the bird is impossible to find. He lives in that foggy area, and every time they go in, they can't get him. So he's got to figure it out. But then Russell lets us slip that hey, he's like, I know this bird. We trained Kevin to follow them with chocolate. And the Muncy immediately turns on them. Turns out Dun-dun. he has been killing every single person who's come through there, including some map surveyors and some explorers and people that don't even know what the fuck he's talking about when he talks about this bird. But he doesn't trust him, and now he doesn't trust he- Russell <laughs> or Carl uh what a weird dark from, turn
2: for this character yeah
3: he goes from so cool to like murderous so fast so or does fast. it make him
1: cool that everyone he kills he collects he collects their helmet and goggles
3: kind of cool it and does keep some trophies cooler, yeah
1: <laughs> uh Russell lets us live that they oh excuse me Kevin's cries distract months allowing Russell and Carl to escape back to the house uh Doug helps them find their way out and Kevin picks them up on the way to speed things up as Munson's dogs nip at their heels. Alpha uh, gets gets sweaty with Doug and throws Doug off the cliff, uh, breaking the clone of shame as Russell and Carl jump from rock to rock, finally uh, doing a big jump of floating over the river uh, and landing on the other side. Uh, Most of the dogs try to fall him over, but they fall into the river. Unfortunately, Kevin breaks her leg in the process. uh, She calls out to her children, and Russell tries to bandage her wound, but it's too severe, uh, so he asks Carl to help, and the old man reluctantly agrees. They put Kevin on the porch, and they set out to walk her back to her family uh, with the house in tow. Uh, While they walk, Russell tells him a story about how his father used to come to all of his sweat lodge meetings, and then they would get ice cream at Fenton's uh, and sit on the curb uh to count cars blue and red cars is it might sound boring but it's the boring stuff i remember and carl's oh just, like, God, same emotions. just again, yeah,
0: like just again like dialogue that backs up a fantastic fucking motion yeah. picture mm-hmm. uh they spot
1: kevin's home and help the bird back to his family but months Catches up to them because he used the locator on Doug's collar to find him. And he shoots a net around Kevin. Uh, he orders Carl and Russell uh, to get away from the bird. And then he lights the house on fire as a distraction, uh, which does its trick. So he can take Kevin back to his ship. Carl puts out the fire, but Russell is super sad that he gave Kevin away. And, he, and, and uh, of course, at this point, Carl's had enough and screams, I, know, I didn't ask for any of this. Then he throws shade at Doug and calls him a bad dog, which makes Doug walk away with his tail between his legs. Mm, that's hard. All
0: right. Fuck you. We didn't need this. That mm-hmm. broke my soul. Mm-hmm. And 10 seconds ago, when we see the dog fight, and there, there's the bit of all the dogs running past Doug, but then Alpha coming in and throwing him off, the way that was animated felt, felt offensively graphic mm-hmm. to me, where I was like, do not do this. I was like, Moose, look away. Mm-hmm. Don't watch this. Moose is and like, they're hurting they call dogs. A bad dog. <laughs> no, you're a good dog, Doug tim just holds moose and he's like it's
1: not real they're not real you're a good dog you're a good dog uh carl sets off on his own and says i'm gonna make it to paradise falls with or without you kid they finally reach the falls as right as the house runs out of air and sets down with a thud russell uh throws his sash and he looks over and says you know what i've had enough old man throws that sash of his well the pins on the ground and tells carl i don't want it anymore uh carl heads into his house to straighten up, he sits down next to Ellie's chair. Oh, excuse me. At this point, uh, Russell says, I'm going to go after, I think he's at this point, he goes, I'm going to go after Kevin. I'm going to help him out, whether you help me or not. Uh, Carl heads into his house, like, good riddance, heads into his house, straighten up. Uh, he sits down next to Ellie's chair and puts the picture of uh, the house that she had drawn on the falls in their adventure book. But as he thumbs through, he gets to the final page uh, that he thought didn't have anything past. This is stuff I'm going to do and realizes uh, finally that Ellie is gone uh, and then he goes to shut the book, but sees there's something on the next page. Um, and as he starts summing through, it turns out she's been filming this book her entire life with all of the amazing photos from their life together and their adventure continued after all, uh, on the final page, Carl finds a picture of him and Ellie sitting in their chairs, the very same chairs that he is sitting in right now. Uh, and there's a little inscription at the bottom of it that says, uh, thanks for the adventures. Now go have a new one, Ellie.
3: So Beautiful
1: so good
2: this might be the most I've cried on any piece of kind of funny content ever
0: are (laughs) you kidding me
2: oh
1: and then Carl looks over at Ellie's chair and he finds Russell's sat like Explorer sash sitting there and he knows he's been a giant a-hole uh (laughs) when he goes outside to find Russell the boy has taken off with some of the some of the balloons and says I'm gonna go help Kevin even if you won't uh Carl tries to move the house but it won't budge
3: Shoutouts to like their go-to thing being like, I'm taking balloons and I'm taking off and he's got the blower. And it's just like the leaf blower. <laughs> yeah. It's like,
2: all right, this fucking
3: it would guy work. thought about it for a minute and he got he it. A
2: wilderness explorer. It not he not work, knows. Thing.
1: Hell yeah. It would dude. not
2: work. He would die.
3: It
1: would totally work. It would totally work. Uh, Carl tries to move the house, but it won't budge. Frustrated. He throws one of the chairs off the porch, but the sight of the old wooden object in the ground gives him the idea that he needs. He soon starts throwing all of the old stuff out of the house. And I love the, the metaphor behind this, the symbolism of him just taking all the old stuff out of the house so he can go on a new adventure and help the kid. That's the new stuff. Uh, and he throws the last thing he throws out. and The last two things we see are those two chairs that he and Ellie used to sit in. And then... Bada bing, bada boom, the house lifts off into the sky. Uh, Another knock at the door. He opens it to find Doug. (laughs) And he said, Doug says, I was hiding under your porch because I love you. Can I stay? And he says, can you stay? Well, you're my dog, aren't you? And I'm your master. And Doug is overjoyed to hear that. He tackles him and starts looking at him. And it's really endearing. Russell catches up to Munz's blimp using a leaf blower, but is immediately confronted by Alpha and the other dogs and taken into custody. Alpha reports back to Muntz, Master, the small mailman has returned. Uh false calls. He has that Carl's joke
2: just enough that it keeps yeah, being perfect. funny and it's not overplayed, perfect. and I appreciate that.
1: Joey, because dogs don't like mailmen. <laughs> they chase after. I know. Them. And they don't have any context for what a wilderness explorer is, so they think he's a mailman. It's hilarious
0: and on top of that like i don't think we've given enough credit to just how funny looking russell is and there is no moment funnier looking than him with the balloons just like so (laughs) just sure of himself he's ready for this he's like i'm attached to the balloons gets the leaf blower just starts like going away it's like (laughs) (laughs) you little shit (laughs) (laughs) as as he's
3: approaching too he's like almost sitting on the leaf blower like it was like a a broom and he's a witch you know Or it's just (laughs) like it's too perfect
1: um Mun spots Carl's excuse me Carl's house approaching, so they tie Russell up and slowly open a landing door for him to slide out. Uh Carl spots him, he uses the hose zip line to save him. He leaves Russell tied up in the house to keep him safe, and he and Doug sneak into Kevin's holding cell. Uh Carl spots Doug chewing on one of his uh walker tennis balls and gets a good idea. He uses it to distract the dogs and then lock them out of the cage so he can save Kevin. Uh meanwhile, Russell frees him frees himself and accidentally falls out of the house. He catches the hose and then slides very slowly and very graphically across the windows on the bridge of the blimp, and it's funny. Uh, the sound Muntz, effect is so great too. Yeah, it's, it's so that, that skin rubbing against glass, and also, he's just the look on Russell's face where he's like, "I want this to stop," but I'm wondering if you see this. And months like, "I see this."
3: But cutting from him Classic. to months, like the the him being scared, months just being. Kind of shocked and in awe of it all. It's very good.
1: <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Russell frees himself and acts. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Munch. Munts launches some planes to shoot him down uh, and corners Carl in the museum room. They fight Munch with the sword. Carl with his walker. I like Carl, like double down, like extends his walker. And then both of them throw their backs out. Munch gets the better of Carl. But Doug accidentally shifts the bloom up in the bridge, uh, allowing him and Kevin to escape out to the exterior of the blimp. And they do that scary thing where they crawl. Like people actually used to do back in the day where they crawl on the outside of the blimp and the ladder. And I'm like, what are you doing? Don't do that. That gives that me anxiety like It's super scary. I, I super do scary. want to
3: say that, that uh, sending out three dog-controlled fighter jets to yeah. kill a recipe boy for disaster. seems like a recipe for disaster, but idea. also maybe yeah. a little bit much. A little bit yeah. much. I feel like there you might have been
1: job
0: done. a middle ground there. Alternates. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, Kev. Like, there was no other way to get this to end with little doggy parachutes. So yep. I think Come they on. made the right call. Hilarious. <laughs>
1: uh, up on the bridge, Doug outsmarts Alpha uh, with, and then puts on the cone of shame. And now the other dogs laugh at him. Doug is the new Alpha. And that's hilarious. And they're like, Doug's the new Alpha. He's like, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. I am the new Alpha. There you go. <laughs> Carl gets Russell uh, hyped. So the little boy finally climbs the hose and then yells squirrel at the dog pilots uh, piloting the plane. So they freak out and crash. Uh, they reach the top of the blimp and Doug pops through a hatch while Russell pilots the house to save them. Uh, they almost get away, but Munz fires off a shotgun blast at them, downing the house, and it skips off the the side of the blimp. Uh, Carl holds the house on uh, the precipice via the hose while Munz uh, tries to break into it. He yells to Russell to hold on to Kevin uh as months breaks through the door then he screams kevin chocolate and the bird shoots right past months causing him to rush after them and unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you look at it fall to his death wrapped in a small graphic. cluster of balloons graphic, very, graphic. very also, graphic
2: carl doing his best uh diehard impression so at some point during this he just ends up in a tank top and i'm just like oh yeah
1: okay <laughs> yeah well joey that's how all good movies end um Carl holds onto the hose, and we think he's originally... At first, we think he's holding on the house, but as the camera shifts over, we see the house is no longer attached. Uh, Holding on instead is Kevin, Russell, and Doug. He hoists them up, and they all watch as Carl's house disappears into the clouds. And uh, Russell looks up to him and says, Sorry about your house, Mr. Fredrickson. And Carl says, You know what? It was just a house. They return. Kevin back to her children, and the birds almost chokes on Carl's cane, so he's like, You know what? This is the one (laughs) fly I have with this movie. He almost chokes his cane for the third time. He's like, you know what? You can have that now. I'm like, you're going to kill that bird. That bird's not going to be able to cop <laughs> that thing up. <laughs> yep. And he's going to die. And you're going to be responsible for it. And the chicks are going to get eaten by tigers.
2: A um, little baby's
1: coping up with the tiger's, tigers, balls. In no tigers.
3: Yeah. yeah, there you go. That was a
1: test the tennis
2: balls was a good uh Yeah, definitely good.
3: Cherry on top to that. Like, like, oh, you know, look. Uh, I mean, the
2: whole, it was all wet. Exactly.
3: Carlin
1: exactly carl and russell pilot the individual back home and this is another question i have for you guys they both put on uh the helmet and goggles and you're like are those the helmet and goggles from the dead people that's right did you put on a dead man's helmet and goggles is that the right thing to show this kid how to live
3: they also killed the man that killed them so by the property of transferring it's theirs now they own it now yeah that's how it works in the wild
2: do the murders right, get transferred to or no? Yeah,
1: maritime law. No, you don't get you don't get no. stuck okay. with the murder rap. But if you do have any illegal substances on the plane, you can still get pulled over.
3: Sure. Not They're sure. the captain. Because it is
0: your plane exactly. now.
3: Because you took Definitely it via Transitive
0: murder property. via maritime murder law. of murder via <laughs> murder. <Sky laughs> yeah.
3: Sky law. Uh,
1: <laughs> bird law. It's the
3: same thing. They call it different bird law. things different. i bird places. lawyer.
1: Back over in the real world, uh, we cut over to the Wilderness Explorer Ceremony as a row of children stand with their fathers and get their final pins, but we finally pan over to Russell and he is all alone. Uh, the scout leader tries to bring also, it up for a second. Also, is this
2: but- whole like yeah. ceremony immediately after they get back? Cause yeah, because he's still doesn't still look Joey, like he's ever taken a shower.
3: I, I'm going to be honest, it's I have serious, serious issues with this scene right here because it does seem like they've just arrived, but... Mm-hmm in the crowd is the mom now if we do our math they've been they've been gone for at least 3 days possibly even more we don't know how long it took to get back so you're telling me the kid's been missing for several days and the mom was mm-hmm. like oh he'll probably go to this show or did fine. she like think that maybe he was dead and she was like oh i'm going to pay homage to him i'm going to go to the 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 this Ceremony, going to the way,
2: posthumously accept his badge for him. But there was no
3: badge you know, what to make it. He he, as far as she knew, he hadn't earned the last uh, button right. thing or the you know right. the last mm-hmm. thing. So what's going on? A lot of confusion, Joey. A lot of confusion. You,
1: you got to figure this is. The, listen, Russell is a handful, right? You got to think on some level. Mama Russell was just like, I haven't heard that kid in a while. And she's like, the, be- the Like the rational part of her brain was like, we should go looking for him. But the part of her brain that's just been beaten down by this kid's voice over the last 10 years was just like, give me one day. I need one day a glass of cab, maybe some rosé, and just some Bubble Netflix. Bath. This is what yeah. I need right now. If the kid dies, that's God's will. Um, <laughs> of course, yes. before the scout leader can ask him if someone is coming for him, Carl nudges his way. Uh, on the stage uh, and and stands right beside him and he says russell for assisting the elderly and for performing above and beyond the call of duty i would like to award you the highest honor i could bestow the le badge and with that he pins the grape soda badge onto russell's chest
3: oh, oh.
1: i did not see this i did not see this coming when i first saw <sighs> this and i was not expecting it and i was like that is rude pixar brilliant i already, I already cried brilliant. a bunch of times i'm now crying again and I then i think as that if, i can
2: escape unscathed with one more crying yep. scene and then they just sucker punch me at the end
1: yep and then uh, as if that wasn't enough they go over to for ice cream at fenton's and uh they count red and blue cars and then the camera pans up and as it does so we see above them is the spirit of adventure and even higher still is a bunch of clouds that when they part we see back over in paradise falls ellie and carl's house sitting right where it should be on the cliff high above the falls and that. Is the end.
0: Fenton's, a real ice cream place in Oakland. It is fantastic. Is if it? I, done, I've always wanted I to go. Bring about that. Highly, highly bring seven, about that. I've always wanted ten. to go. We should go once all this is over, Ken, Let's do it. Let's make a trip. Adventures out there.
3: I'm so excited. We Only if we oh,
1: can, I'm, oh my god, it's the exact, cars. It's like the design of the thing. They're like, yeah. it literally, is
0: Fenton's. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Cool as fuck, right?
1: That's really uh, cool. So
0: yeah, that is exciting stuff. But now it is time, everybody, for. Haiku in review. Joey, hit the song!
1: Seven syllables, Joey, Joey. Like, we got nine the on the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to sweat it. Joey's got your back. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Everybody full stop now. Stop.
0: You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, like someone needs Andy? To write their review in haiku form. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Zade Wilson... Zayd Wilson says, watching this after graduating in the midst of this COVID world, it's a small comfort. There's a lot of life to live. Adventures out there. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations there, Zaid. Appreciate you. Graduating
3: college, in. right? Right, Zaid? Not high school, right?
0: Either way. Either way. These kids Bill are so young. Marbles <laughs> says up <laughs> will melt your heart as long as you skip the start. Russell's dad's a shart. <laughs>
4: God. <laughs> Thank you for
0: getting the he word shark, a fucking shark man yeah. that, a sh- that dude's a shark. <laughs> and then of course, miscellaneous writes in with the plot in haiku. Very sad open. Already got me moping. Jars and dreams. Broken. So away he flies. Russell joins him by surprise. Plan must be revised. Now paradise bound. On the way, old months is found. So crazy he sounds. Finally on top. Paradise, not what he thought. Small mailman's been caught. In the end, they win, killing months, saving Kevin. His final badge pinned.
3: That's good. That's good.
0: And, uh, Nick, I don't know if you, you mentioned this, but like one of the final shots of seeing that the house actually just ended up on the mountain where it should be. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. It's so
1: Fucking good. It. It's so good.
0: Bad. Yeah, bad, bad. Uh, oh, yep. Perfect. Beautiful. I, there Sorry, was, I was also like thinking one more... step ahead.
3: There was Go also for... one more question that I had. Uh, when when they first arrive, they're on that like rocky pl- terrain, right? Yeah. And then yeah. there's just shots of them in the forest, which is very yeah, they clearly up. they should have just
1: gone all the way around to the thing.
3: Yeah. So right? did they occasionally go down into the forest to like take a shit and then go back out to the rocks? That makes no sense. It was a yeah. Huge, what I like to think of it was a huge drop. There's no yeah. way they're climbing up and down that. Thank what I like you very to think much. of is
1: they were like they were like we got three days, right? uh this rock up here very hard to dig in for the poop holes what if we just did sure. the thing where we run off the edge and then float down yeah and then it was fun so they just kept running mm-hmm. up, how do you down, go back
3: up down, down. how do you go back up though is the problem. you gotta
1: climb it's, it's just like uh backwoods skiing man you just gotta fucking hump that stuff back up the hill and then hope. But really? also, you, you're, you, you feel like you're lighter, right?
3: That <laughs> yeah, like yeah, was a lot to process. Hope the hell. Yeah, you, figure, you feel like you're lighter you because the house, floating,
1: the house is floating no, you up. No, right, you're right. Yeah. It,
3: you, yeah. you have to imagine there's some sort of, they, they jump and
1: float if they
3: wanted to, right?
1: Absolutely. Like yeah. the chickens yeah. in
2: Fortnite, Kev. Exactly. Like
3: Thank you, Joey. Fortnite. Thank you. Just like the chickens in Fortnite.
1: Just like the chickens in the Legend of Zelda game.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, this I think it's like a Breath of the Wild situation where it's yeah. like the best way to traverse a lot of land, jump off something high with your little glider thingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? So they Probably. got that head start there. So getting up, yeah, that's gonna be a challenge, but that's a later challenge. Uh now it's time for for uh Ragu Bagu.
1: Joey sing it and I'll say the lines go.
2: dun 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 dun. Ragu. dun 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 dun.
1: Joey's the new Andy Bagu. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk. Bad Guys here for the Pixar Universe. Pixar Universe here at number one, Lotza from Toy Story 3. Two, The Prospector and Al from Toy Story 2. New Swatter and Randall, Monsters, Inc. At number three. Number four, Hopper from Answers. Number five, Syndrome from Incredibles. Number six, Ego and Skinner uh, from Ratatouille. That is ego is in one's ego. Uh, seven, Darla and the Barracuda and everyone else from Finding Nemo. Eight is Woody and Sid from Toy Story 1. Nine is Gabby from Toy Story 4. Ten is Otto from Kevin and then 11 Um, is yeah (laughs) just the best and then uh 11 is chick and hubris from cars where do we want to put months and his dogs
0: i say right below syndrome but above ego my argument is he's a bad guy he does bad things he has a plan that like to him he's not really the bad guy he's doing Mm -hmm. it so he's he's on the good side of like character but i just think overall it's a little weird why is he so old they don't explain too much there's some things you can kind of like fill in there or whatever I mean, but i i think he's very fit he's probably eating a bunch of
3: superfoods nick you know about yeah. this yeah oh go he antioxidant you got
1: up the, f- the yin yang
3: just up the yin yang antioxidants sure superfoods
1: <laughs> oh there you go all right we'll pick it any, <laughs> well, any any, any what? no
3: yeah.
2: what's
1: after what's after ego ego and Skinner and then Darla and the Barracuda from uh Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah.
3: I uh, yeah, I actually feel like I agree exactly with Tim. I think he's on the same level of syndrome cuz like they yeah. both kill people indiscriminately, no problem. Uh the difference is syndrome is doing it to like further his like life and business and then this guy's just doing it to like save his name, you know? So Mhm. That's a little bit better than... But they're both bad. They're both bad is what I'm
0: saying.
1: I think number six is a good spot. So we'll put him right at number six, Underneath Syndrome and Above, Ego
0: and Skinner. And there you have it. So now it is time for the Pixar theory with the nanobiologist. There's a recurring theory that every single Pixar movie is connected in some way. Here's the big deep dive red string everywhere theory for where up fits into the big picture. This one, a little longer than normal, but there's a lot going on here. So, first off, we see some sort of giant business with clearly too much money trying to grow the city. While it may sound like business as usual for cities, what big mega corporation could be around at this time? Kevin? Big and large. By and large, that is correct. Uh, It's not confirmed, but it's believed that the suits are reps of By and Large working on their city ventures, also leading to more pollution in the world. Now that that's established, let's narrow down exactly when Up takes place by using the Pixar movies that take place in a more modern era. Ratatouille takes place a year after 2007, based on the date of Gustavo's will, um, and Balish has actually sent me some attachments to look at so oh, pictures yeah. we don't oh, need to yeah. bring them up but you can believe me here that the date says that uh Toy Story 3 takes place in 2010 up takes place after these two movies uh on Andy's dresser in Toy Story 3 he has a postcard from Carl Carl and Ellie uh Ellie's still alive in 2010 unless Carl is writing to Andy signing both of their names to not make him worry so either that year or several years later Ellie dies and the events of Up take place you know how they're been-
2: connected relationally
0: yeah, no. the, Who was the mule, though? What? That kicked Andy's dad in the face. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: I don't I don't get that it's joke I wasn't involved with in that. I wasn't involved in it. It makes it's no sense. all leads to the next key don't thing.
1: Don't about it, again. It's Greg Miller.
0: <laughs> A point made during Ratatouille. Is he in Toy Story Review? Uh-huh. Huh. An adventurer heard about the events of the rats in Paris and may have been... Wait, sorry i got lost here this is always the next key thing uh a point i mentioned during ratatouille an adventurer heard about the events of the rats in paris and may have made his own tech to help him now i can say his name charles Munts. he may have been in south america but he still has communication devices i'm sure that some big story like rats are more intelligent than we think would make its way to him by international radio charles then with his knowledge invented the college for his dogs that let him speak english uh, but also in a way made them more intelligent after up the dogs are set free but what if they use this heightened intelligence to start making some kind of society with other non-human intelligent life using this tech then 40 years later after more pollution they try to wage war on humans for ruining the planet up is the last step that leads to the supposed war between humans (laughs) and the other intelligent life on earth one of the last pieces leading to the human's departure in the beginning moments Mm -hmm. of wally I will say all this stuff it is starting to make more sense and it does why is there a war though but this I've idea never heard of, of war. the war. Like, I hope, <laughs> I really hope that we get. I really some more hope nanobiologist is
3: making certain parts up about this. <laughs> but yeah, like, how
0: many things can I
2: sneak in before they call me out on making the this uh, up? the tree
3: that they like to go and like lay on looks a lot mm-hmm. like the tree from A Bug's Life. Right, Bug's Life. Pretty
0: cool. Yeah, you're right. Pretty cool. Mm. You think about that, so Tim. It could be. I, I haven't that. thought about that. Her tears. Yeah.
3: May have done something to the ants. You know what I mean? It
1: caused we caught rain. That the rain. Yeah. Also, an rain. she
3: looks like a lot like uh, Invisib Girls or no? Is that Elastic Girls? She looks like Elastic Girl. Could that have been her mom? I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there.
0: Or a distant cousin? We're not. We're not doing the Pixar theory with Kevin. <laughs> Kevin just <laughs> making up things. <laughs> he just, maybe. I don't know. I Did don't you know see
3: them? You the see them, old... Joey? You know what I'm talking about? They look a lot alike. You think about that? I,
2: I don't disagree, but uh-huh. like they also kind of look a little bit generic.
3: Uh, like Joey, so, there's not like uh, a ton of
2: defining but Joey, features. Joey, Joe, hold two. on a second. Like she didn't stretch her arm both, out all willy nilly.
3: Both or anything. those yeah, women, both those does. women, look a lot like that's right, Andy's mom. Google
1: it. He Andy's mom, like Andy, oh, that's the girl. Andy. <laughs> just a kid.
2: Do you think Time that these are all just women with brown hair?
0: Yes. <laughs> the pixar movies currently uh we don't have the pretty rankings because uh, andy's not here but number one monsters inc number two finding nemo number three the incredibles number four wally number five toy story three number six toy story two number seven toy story four number eight toy story number nine ratatouille number 10 cars and number 11 a bug's life now i would like to start this off with a double whammy of information
1: okay
0: thing number one is Andy Cortez's vote Andy Cortez puts this at number eight above (gasps) Ratatouille what he doesn't know love let's move on let's move on number eight
1: he's just mad about Wally last
0: week yeah I know it's what it is it is again he said he has every right to praise for the movie nothing but praise fantastic movie Pixar movies are great period I'm coming in it's number one my argument is I personally feel the Toy Story movie should be higher specifically Toy Story three, but where our rankings are at, it is in my heart that I feel like this movie is the most quintessential. What am I looking for from Pixar? They deliver all of it. I think that some of the Kevin plot is a little weird. I think that Charles Mutz as a, a villain works, but isn't always the best. Having said that doesn't fucking matter. It is so good. It makes you feel. And anytime it's like about to be a cheap shot, they always take it one or two steps further to really, really mean something special. So it's number one for me.
3: Uh, Tim, I would like to let you know a little secret. I didn't listen Mm -hmm. to the list this week because it doesn't matter. This movie's number one in my heart. And that's where it needs to go. (laughs) Number one. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, I'm going to come in and say that I agree. I think when you think of Pixar movies, you think of heavy, emotionally resonant, movies and i think toy story and up are like cream of the crop in those aspects so i would also put it at one
1: Scarpino. Mm, the deciding vote oh the power uh i can't i don't think i can put I this number one just because you did
3: the math wrong just a heads up your the vote actually vote? doesn't matter
1: <laughs> yeah your vote oh, doesn't shit, matter right. it's, it's, it's gonna number, go to number one. one that's right so Fuck. you don't have an it. agenda
0: at this point you can ah, just... there you go
1: just put it number one there
0: no, no, I mean I, I want to hear, I would, I would hear what yeah. you put it. Where would you? I put would
1: it? put it at. Um, I would put it right above Wally. I like this movie a lot. I think the emotional, the B story is uh, the strength of it, though. I think the A story is kind of boring, and I don't necessarily want to like. I don't. I don't watch this again and think, oh, this is a really, really entertaining movie, like I do with the top three that we have up there right now. It's mm-hmm. um, so like Monsters Inc. is always the light to go back to. Uh, Incredibles is always light to go back to. This movie is beautifully made, but it is, I think it just tugs on those heartstrings so hard with the B story that I wish the A story could back that up a little bit. Um, not to say the A story is not fun, but it's just not as compelling as I think it needed to be to be number one. So I would put it, uh, right above Wally, wherever that so is. Number three, number
0: four. Is that number uh, four? No, well, well, the new so. ranking is number one up number two monsters inc number three finding nemo number four the incredibles number five wally number six toy story three number seven toy story two number eight toy story four number nine toy story number ten ratatouille number 11 cars and number 12 a bug's life we are going to return in a couple days with the 1990 ninja turtles movie and i fucking can't wait i have not seen this in probably 20 years uh, and I can't wait for that. And then after that, we are returning next week with Pixar in Review with Cars 2.
2: Another one I've never seen.
0: No, I've never seen I it either. I don't, I don't know think. that I've ever Maybe seen it either.
2: Oh, I, well, I think I've seen the beginning.
3: I don't think I've seen any of it. They go to France, I've right?
0: never seen it all either. I saw some of it and I was like, you know what? I'm done but maybe wow. like
2: I have also said similar thoughts
0: I'm excited I'm excited to to give it a, a fair shake I'm going I'm going to go in eh, I'm just going to go in we'll yeah, see I'm you next week in. anyways <laughs> I love it love you guys goodbye